Welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic. Our theme this month is diversity in Hollywood to honor the many amazing, diverse, creative talents from around the world. I'm so excited to introduce to you my guest today. I met him virtually on Clubhouse last year, and I just fell in love with his voice, with his talent, with his music. I'm so blessed to have him today. He is a singer, songwriter, and artist. Um, we'll talk about the many different accolades that that you have, including the songwriting award from John Lennon, um, you know, organization, and then being a TEDx speaker. So we'll get to hear more about him, um, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show, Jay Jin. Hi, Jay Jin. Hey, Mike. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for the kind uh, introduction. Absolutely, it's it's my my pleasure, and it's such an honor. And I mean it. You know, when I heard you. Last week and uh, not last week, <laughs> last year. I'm not sure if you remember the details of it. It was on Clubhouse Room, and Hiromi um, was my co-host in that room, and she was the one who was like, "Oh my gosh, you have to listen to Jay Jin." So true enough, it happened, and so now I'm so glad to connect with you um, for gracing this podcast. Uh, so there's so much that I want to ask you about. So maybe Jay Jin, if you're okay, if we can maybe just start um, with. Some some of your journey, um, if you could talk a little bit about how you, you how you started, how you got started in this in this path, in this creative path. Absolutely, um, yeah. First, again, thank you so much for for having me and giving me a chance to just share a bit of the story. And um, yeah, it, it really, I guess the the word that uh, I tend to use is a happenstance, um, and I also use kind of Kairos, mm -hmm. right? Like the, um, an opportune moment. And, and my whole journey really stemmed from various opportune moments that just kind of came up. And, uh, and I never grew up taking music lessons or thinking about even doing music. Um, but it was much later in my life that, uh, things just transpired, uh, to allow me to, um, be heard, be seen in front of enough people that, uh, instilled in me, uh, I guess enough of uh, a push, mm -hmm. uh, to, to make the leap of faith. Um, and so, yeah, seven years ago, uh, I ended up, uh, kind of leaving behind comfort, stability, mm -hmm. security. A lot of those things, um, was supposed to do med school, business school. I had spent many years in business, um, in the startup world, as well as in, uh, business development, nonprofit, all of that. And, um, you know, at some point, I think I just kind of reached this conclusion um, that no amount of money uh, in the bank account, no amount of letters after my name would fulfill me in the way um, that I uh, am fulfilled when I'm able to be in front of individuals sharing my original uh, music, my original uh, thoughts and, and just speaking and being authentic, trying to be as authentic as, authentic as I can mm -hmm. be um, and in turn seeing that um, – open space being filled with other people that are willing to do that as well. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a whirlwind of a journey. I'm, I'm in year seven wow. of this, um, doing music professionally full time. Um, and yet yeah, now I find myself working on, uh, my next project had already put out three mm -hmm. albums, uh, full length albums of original music and, um, and just playing, uh, kind of all over the world, which has been, gosh, it's been such a, a blessing. And so I can't have, um, planned it out any better. Uh, it's a, it's a hard journey, but it's one that's, uh, extremely rewarding. Mm -hmm. And, 
I find uh, that good people are sent into my life um, on a, on a weekly basis, you know, sometimes on a daily basis. And so, um, it's just been really, really cool. It is indeed a very cool story. I mean, it, it must've been really a lot to go through the transition, right? I mean, I can totally relate and I'm sure other people could as well of wanting to do that one thing that you really love, you know, your, your background before this music career, you were looking, you were considering like the bit, you know, you were in business and, um, looking into like medical school. So, so tell maybe if you can share a little bit about your thought process once you decided that you're going to really make that move, you know, like, yeah, how did, how, how did it feel? What was it like? Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, the, the easiest way to put it, cause it's, there, there obviously is no easy one quick sentence answer to it, but, um, I think I just reached a point where I was like, you know, if I wait for the right time, if I wait for the right moment, um, it, it'll never happen. I think, you know, cause a lot of times we, we wait, we think, oh, I'm going to wait until I pay off my loans or I'm going to wait on off until, um, you know, I'm not dealing with this thing or that thing. But the reality of life is, is that there's always something, you know, there's always something if it isn't you know, illness, it's, if it isn't a death, it's something else. And, um, and so I just kind of made an arbitrary, uh, objective to just step out in faith and tie up whatever I could tie up. Um, and, and it was pretty extreme, you know, like, cause people, they talk about like, you know, what does that look like? And and I'd say it's pretty black and white. You know, I, I, um, got rid of all of my possessions, packed everything up into two suitcases and bought, bought a one way, uh, bus ticket up to New York City to start the journey. And, um, that whole idea of just kind of reckless abandonment of things that you, um, feel give you a sense of stability, um, in a, in a very scary way, uh, it's in, it can be oddly very freeing too. You know, because, um, I'd say instead of focusing on that moment and, and the past, you just, you just look to the future. You just look forward and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so that, that's really what, what it looked like for me. Um, there wasn't really any, um, you know, anything deep in, in that regard. I think sometimes like the, the advice that I give other folks that have, you know, like-minded thoughts about pursuing passions and pursuing things that they love. Um, I just say, just do it, figure it all out once, once you're there, but you do need to give yourself that sense of almost like a cutting of an umbilical cord to just, just go and do it, you know? And, um, you know, and again, it's not for everybody. I think the, the journey itself has also shown me that there are, um, you know, I don't know if I had kids, uh, it would be hard, you know, unless I knew that they were well-equipped to be, willing to not make a single dollar for the first 10 years or not find any success or find any movement. Um, you know, that, that's what I would encourage. It's like, you, you can't chase those things. You can't expect those things. You got to go in knowing like, this is what you were born to do. This is the vocation that you've been created to do. And you have to lean into that. Um, and in my case, you know, for me, you know, I had my faith so I could uh, lean on that and that solely, you know, my identity was set. And so, um, yeah, it's not, again, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people and, um, it's going to be a, on a case by case uh, basis, but, um, I'm trying to get to a place where, um, I can encourage other folks to really pursue their passions, find something that they, that really moves them, 
um, and, and give them kind of that, that push. Cause I think we need that in this world, especially in this day and age. Absolutely. I mean, myself included, Jay Jin and, you know, just the inspirational words of wisdom to really, you know, do it and think about the future. So Jay Jin, I think one other question I have and, you know, more on your music, right? So seven years ago, you made that leap of faith. You, you jumped in. So, so maybe talk a little bit about, um, your background in music. Have you always been interested in music or have you performed in, you know, other gatherings and people have told you, you know what, JJ, you should do this. So maybe just talk a little bit about that musical journey itself. Like when did you discover your passion for it? Sure, Mike. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, for that question. I, it's, I, I grew up loving music. I know that for the longest time from a, from a young age, um, I knew that music moved me in a deeper way than I, than I could even explain at that time. I remember one of my earliest memories is, um, putting a cassette tape of Sam Cooke into the cassette tape player. I'm showing my age a little bit, but, um, putting that in and just listening to a change is going to come and just for no reason uh, or for a reason I could not put my finger on. Um, I just remember like weeping and I just remember just being so immensely moved. And, and, it, you know, obviously it, it doesn't mean that I could understand the lived experience of suffrage and all that, that, that he was going through or, or um, black folks at that time were going through. But, um, the power of music is that, um, we have this ability to emote, to share emotions that are universal, that are able to transcend, um, different experiences, lived experiences that every individual brings. Um, because, you know, we as Asian Americans also have and carry a lot of these struggles and, and challenges that we've been able to, um, overcome as well as still continue to deal with, um, and, and new challenges arise from year to year. Obviously in these past few years, we've seen quite a few. Um, but I think music has a deep, uh, magic to it that heals. It can truly heal. And I've always said this as an artist and as a songwriter, um, you know, it's such a privilege to be able to put out something that can heal an individual. Um, and I don't mean in a way that they'll like heal completely from depression or this and that, like there are these nuanced elements, but, uh, when I say heal, it's to be able to provide hope. I think that's something that if you have something that can provide hope, to the fellow man, that's something that you need to put, um, very carefully, uh, in a place that you are able to, you know, treat it as very precious. It, it's something that is, is truly a gift, um, that should be, um, developed that you work on. It's a craft, right. That you work on to do with excellence. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I um, when I started my journey, I could barely play a guitar and sing at the same time. I had to actually start to teach myself a lot of um, the instruments. Like I, I, I still, I'm like the Beatles. I still can't read music to this day. Um, but if I hear a song, um, I can like play it in different ways, you know? And, um, and that's, you know, last year on Clubhouse, I think I remember like one of the, I think one of the most popular rooms that we had done was um, this kind of came out of, again, it was happenstance. Um, I started this room where I would, bring up people to the stage and they would create a cue and they would name any song. Sometimes it was like a random BTS song or a random K-pop or hip hop or rock song from like the seventies or on the top 40 radio. 
And what I would do is I would play it on the Spotify um, for 30 seconds. And then what I would do is I would sit down and I would actually like just play the song. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and, uh, and sometimes like, you know, a lot of them, I, I think there were some really beautiful moments. And then other times, like, you know, it didn't sound like amazing, but it was still a unique rendition that was based upon my, um, expression of it. Um, uh, and these rooms, I think at some point it hit, like, I think we had like 400, 500 people in a room at one point. And, and the only downside was these rooms would go on and on and on. And so, um, but, it, but it was, um, a really cool experience, even for me, just to like kind of experiment with that idea of like, you know, and, and folks found that pretty compelling. And I think that there's something to that. Um, so since the start of my journey, I've been just, uh, you know, trying every day to be a better musician, uh, uh, work on my craft, work on my, uh, the expertise that music, um, so, uh, demands. And, uh, and then also just, you know, obviously singing is singing, you know, you try to be a better singer, but I think as an artist, your craft starts to transcend levels when you truly tap into your own artistry of who you are uniquely. Right. And so that's been the other cool thing is that like, can somebody listen to you singing on the radio and be like, Oh, that's JJ, you know, cause you hear these voices, right? Like, like Sam Smith, um, Adele, Ed Sheeran, you know, when they come on the radio, there's like a certain thing. Whereas, you know, if you're just singing really well, you could be like one of many individuals on the haystack. And so, um, there is this genuine element of, you know, how can I develop my voice and let that continue to grow so that I can show people, Hey, this is something that's very unique to me, Jajin, as an artist, as a songwriter. Yeah. So on that note, Jajin, so I'm reading this description of you from Atwood Magazine. So it says, echoing the likes of, of Fun and Jason Mraz, and with a voice like Sam Smith, you know, those are some of the artists that you mentioned earlier as well. So maybe as you think about your voice and, and your style and, and, and really the whole persona of Jay Jin, so how, how would you describe that to people? Uh, you know, it's funny because there's this, uh, recently I did a concert in DC and somebody came up and asked and like, you know, if you had to choose two artists, like how uh, that, you know, if they had a child, like you would be the, the musical birth child, like what would that be? And I didn't really give it too much thought, but in the moment, I think I said like, oh, maybe like Sam Cooke and John Mayer. Um, because, you know, I have a deep respect, you know, I don't know if I sound like John Mayer, but I have a deep respect for his musicianship and his songwriting. And I've seen his progression, you know, even beyond the continuum album, which a lot of people consider one of the greatest albums. But for me, it's been the, the, every album he puts out, I'm almost like, man, he's evolved to the next level because I'm seeing, um, just so much of even the influences of the people that he tours with, like Grateful Dead and all these other folks that he collaborates with. And, um, and so in, in, in that vein, I would say it's like that. And then Sam Cook, I think, you know, my, my obsession with, just who he was as a human being and as a singer in that time was something that really just, you know, he struggled. He went through different stages of, of his career before he tragically passed young, but there was always this element of you could hear pain, happiness, emotions in that voice. And I've always tried to, to do that. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's stuff you can look up streaming on, on all these platforms, but um, you know, my bread and butter is my live performance, you know, to be able to sit down at a piano or pick up my guitar and play a simple song and allow people to hear the music that I, you know, 
put out in a very unique way in that moment. And I always tell people, I'm like, I have never, I don't think I've ever play, played any of my songs the same way twice because wow. playing a song is like in that exact moment, crafting mm -hmm. a moment, a performance that yeah. happens to be um, even comprised of the emotions of the people that are in this space watching you um, or yeah. listening. And so, um, that's, that's the best way to put it. I think it's, uh, it's really just, um, a self-exploration to some degree too, based upon the influences of people you love and have a deep respect for. Oh my God, JJ, you're making me cry. <laughs> um, I have to tell uh, everyone that I've been listening to your songs, right? So your album, the last one, um, letters and drinks, and I know you, you came up with something recently as well. So some of my favorites, you know, dance with me, can to be honest, 11 by 11, and I think we're going to hear a sample today, right? So I, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm just so honored to um, be able to share, you know, this moment with you and hopefully to our listeners too. So so maybe um, just one question before we hear a sample. You talk yeah. about songwriting. You talk about John Mayer, Sam Cooke. Um, from from your perspective, because, um, you know, I, I, I can feel a lot of your words too, you know, when I was listening to your song. So what is your thought process when it comes to songwriting? Oh, my thought processes, you know, um, for me, I write, I generally write my lyrics first. Um, mm -hmm. They come together um, through different means, but generally um, it's a long process. You know, a lot of times I've written, by the time like you hear one of the songs on Letters and Drinks, um, some of those songs have been rewritten, you know, hundreds mm -hmm. of times. Um, and, you know, some have taken, I think, I have a song that took six years to write and come together and there's other songs that took a few months, but generally it's a crafting out of mm -hmm. the process. And for me, it's like poetry. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I feel like it has to read as, um, as poetry, not like as, you know, I don't want to try to be pseudo intellectual or try to be too wordy. Oftentimes I think as I've matured in my process of songwriting, uh, less is more. So mm -hmm. I'm learning that simplicity is, is key always. Um, but also just kind of playing with words, you know, like if you read, if you look up the lyrics to, you know, the second verse of heart smiles, right. There is this like play on words, tongue in cheek, um, that I love doing too, because sometimes you want to stretch, um, how a listener thinks about a concept, but from a different perspective that they have not mm -hmm. already heard. Right. And so that's one, um, the other mindset that I always take is, um, I talk about this thing called a tattoo line, which is every song has to have a tattoo line, a line that is so good that you would get it tattooed on mm -hmm. your body. And, uh, and, you know, taking that mindset oftentimes makes, um, makes me very hyper aware of, um, what line would really kind of encapsulate the song and the message that I'm trying to portray. Right. And it could be a simple line. It doesn't have to actually be the line. That's the point of the song. It just has to be a line that powerfully describes and evokes emotions mm -hmm. related to a certain type of emotion. You know, and 1111 is kind of like one of those songs that it's still one of my favorites because I, every line is about a different way that I've experienced love. Mm -hmm. And that's not always happy. It's not always rainbows yeah. and butterflies. Some of those lines come from um, immense grief, mm -hmm. um, losing people that I loved. Um, and mm -hmm. so um, to, to kind of be able to bring those together and, uh, and capture uh, these emotions in different ways using uh, language and using... Um, uh, words it, it's 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 always a cool cool experience it is indeed amazing you know just such profound you know artistry so 
Jajan, thanks for sharing that. Um, so if you're ready, I think, um, yeah, we're going to listen. So yeah, what are we going to listen to? Jay Jen. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll play uh, 1111 for you guys. This is, um, you know, because, you know, I'm sitting at a keyboard and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what comes. Um, this is a song that, again, you know, every time there's just, uh, there's 16 unique lines that I uh, pull things out of. And, and, you know, there are a lot of times where I'm just really happy singing it, but there's also a lot of times where I've performed it live and like couldn't even make it through, you know, mm -hmm. it was just so much emotion coming out of different places and so i think you just lose yourself in the song and um yeah but but we'll see so this is 11 11 and i uh, hope you guys are moved in some way yeah yeah all right let me intro this yeah let me introduce so ladies and gentlemen jajin You're my shelter, it's the way that you're my rest Somehow you found beauty in my deepest mess It's the way that you're the feeling that I'm not alone When I close my eyes at night, I'll be dreaming you home I've been talking to the stars about you I hope that penny in the well will come true I've been chasing rainbows But they were passing on through It's 11-11 and I'm wishing for you darkness the way you just know let's be young together and maybe we can grow old it's the way you stay with me even when you go when I'm scared and broken you you can heal my soul I've been talking to the stars about you I hope that penny in the well will come true I've been chasing rainbows They were passing on through It's 11, 11 and I'm wishing for you Hold my breath in tunnels to the other side I blew out some candles just to feel your light It's the way I feel for you that I can't explain 
Won't you make my wishes true? Help me love again. I've been talking to the stars about you. I hope that Benny and the well will come true. I've been chasing rainbows, but they were passing on through. It's eleven, eleven, and I'm wishing for you. It's eleven, eleven, and I'm wishing for you. It's eleven, eleven, and I. Love you. Ooh, wow! Amazing, Jaden. Thank you so much. Like, oh wow! <laughs> I'm definitely like fangirling over here. Um, uh, I'm so speechless. Um, thank you for um for sharing that the beautiful music and talent and artistry. Um, let me <laughs> let me um. Thank you for listening, man. It means a lot. Whew, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it's just so beautiful. It's a uh, you know, there's there, you know you you're you're so right, like. You know, it's invoking emotions, and it's it's definitely probably different when you're writing it. You know, you're you're you have your own emotions, you have your own kind of different story um, that you're going through. And me as a listener, you know, I was thinking about my mom who who passed away, and you know, there's just so many words that really are touching my heart. And to another person who's also listening, it you know, it, it may have a different kind of way of of yeah. um of hitting that emotion in, in them, right? So that's that's just a true testament that you are an artist because you're connecting with people with your words. And I can't wait to see more from you. I know that um you know you're working on so many projects. You have three albums. Um you know so so maybe talk a little bit about kind of what you're working on, uh the next things yeah. uh, that people, you know, how how can they support you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, like, uh, right now I'm actually finalizing my next single release, which will be, uh, I believe next month. Um, I haven't set an exact date, but, um, in the final mastering stages, and I'm actually going to debut the track tomorrow mm-hmm. night on, uh, on my, to my Patreon community. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, um, I went from having 156 concerts in 2019 to having everything canceled. And so I actually uh, launched Patreon um, as a way that folks can support, you know, on a monthly basis, they can commit like $5, mm-hmm. you know, like buying me a coffee basically. And, um, and those proceeds end up, um, being used to, to pay my musicians and folks that I'm working with to get things mixed, to get things mastered. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of people, but I have a handful of folks that have been kind of supporting, but in turn, um, I've created this community where individuals who just love my music are able to, um, just support. And what I do is every month I do like a, uh, just a virtual concert, like mm-hmm. you just heard. 
except I do, you know, an hour and a half of music. And sometimes I'll just play songs that I love, songs that they requested, songs that, um, that I'm working mm-hmm. on, even some that are like unfinished. Um, and so, and a lot of times I'll even just do little hangouts with them. And so we just jump on Zoom and I get to hear about their lives. And it's just a way that I could, you know, build community. And so, um, yeah, that's been kind of a cool, neat thing. So I'll, I'll uh, debut this song tomorrow night on there. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, if there's listeners that want to support in that way, that's a cool way that they can support and hear the songs like a month before they go public to the rest Absolutely. of the world. Um, and so, um, yeah, the, the next single that I'm releasing is a song called Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Okay. Um, yeah, very excited about that. Um, and there's a few other, you know, I'm actually, I've been in concurrently working on two other albums at the same mm-hmm. time. One, it was, um, you know, kind of more production based, but uh, the other one was a very simple acoustic album of songs, like just basically like me mm-hmm. and a guitar, or me and a piano. Cause a lot of times folks after live events are oftentimes like, you know, why don't you have an album of just stuff where it's just you and, and mm-hmm. an instrument, you know, cause it, it makes a lot of sense. Cause I do really deeply believe that sometimes less is mm-hmm. more. Um, and I, you know, I love the stuff that's online, you know, I, we've created these beautiful symphonic orchestral pieces and things that, um, have, you know, so many nuanced layers, but, um, a lot of times it's just, it's simple mm-hmm. to, to just sit down and, and play something that folks can relate. And, you know, even if they're not perfect, even if they don't sound great, um, there's some element of, uh, imperfection that people can mm-hmm. relate to. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to let go of some of that and just push stuff out. So this year I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to start to just kind of push out some, some, some more music, be a little bit more, uh, um, bold about letting things go, even if they're not a hundred percent perfect. Um, and so, um, the Patreon community has been really good about that. Like there was one song that I wasn't even going to re- release, um, but they, you know, had all these comments and people were just like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you need to release this. And so I just did. So I think just that yeah. little push sometimes is good from a community of people that are kind of, you know, supporting you like that, that, that means a lot. And so, yeah. um, we'll see, we'll see a lot of, a lot of new music to come, but I'm also, I've been really excited that the live shows have yeah. been coming back. Just got back from doing a big show in New York city a couple of weeks ago, um, wrapped up to this week, um, and then going back up to New York to do a couple events this, this coming weekend. And so, um, hoping to make it out to, uh, LA and San Francisco later on this summer, doing a little quick Texas thing mm-hmm. in Austin and Houston in July. So, uh, just trying to stay and get back busy, you know, cause it's a, we live in a very interesting world and people are slowly starting to come back out. And so, uh, um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I am too. And, and that's good that, you know, um, more and more live ev- events are happening nowadays. So, yeah, and you know, you're, you, you're, you've built a community, you're con- continuously, um, interacting and, and working with the community. So that's amazing. And that's great. And I guess the truth, the reality is, you know, they just want to hear more from you. So that's why they want to push you to have more music out. So, you know, that's great. And I'm a fan. So, you know, thank you for, for really, um, sharing your talent. Um, so Jajin, I think as we get to, the, the last few questions yeah. that, I, that I have. Um, we talked a little bit about this, right? Yeah, uh, I think on Clubhouse too, and you mentioned it briefly as well. So going back to the theme about diversity and being Asian American, you know, what things that have happened in the last few years and still happening nowadays, and by the way, have been happening for so many years, right? So maybe what are your thoughts on that? Like in terms of 
diversity, you know, the need for diversity and and really from an identity perspective, you know, um, increasing visibility of Asian American artists or other people from other uh, marginalized communities as well. So, yeah, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts, Jajin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, no doubt there's been a lot of, um, you know, honestly tragic things that we're seeing more and more of, you know, in the way of a lot of, um, you know, racism and attacks on Asians and, um, you know, there's just so much going on in the world and, um, you know, it makes me think about a few things, but I, I think, you know, I can go down so many different avenues of discussing this, but I will say one way that I like to try to react to things is with, um, a sense of hope, um, and a sense of love. And I think that the way to do that is not to push it under the rugs. Cause there's obviously a lot of issues and things. Um, I think that, um, there is no more important time than individuals that have a platform that have a, a, a gift, um, to really use those gifts, um, and do them with excellence. Now, when I, when I say do, do them with excellence, what I mean is, um, you know, whether it's the entertainment world, whether it's the movies, whether it's music, like there are a lot of folks that are talented. And if you just kind of just do it and just do the bare minimum, um, that's not enough. When I, when I say do things with excellence, I think, um, you know, you, you do something so well and you, and you're so aligned with that, your purpose in that, that at some point, you know, it is my hope that folks, it'll be undeniable to other folks that we have very talented Asians and it doesn't even matter that you're Asian because it'll be about the art, the vision, the craftsmanship of what a very particular individual is expressing because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And that's the thing that I think we need to keep pushing that, you know, that, that idea that like, we're all fellow human beings trying to coexist and work together and thrive in a community, uh, in a world, um, that oftentimes makes it very hard for us because of social, um, constructs and things that exist, you know, um, barriers and, um, things that will, sadly, some of them will still exist. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're seeing things and, and a lot of them is also, they're also nuanced. Like we have issues that are, you know, stemming from, uh, mental health issues and homelessness and things. And there's just so many different avenues. Um, and then there's other, other sides of it. You know, there's just covert and overt racism, um, and people that are pushing agendas and things. So, um, all that aside, I think like the way that we do it is we start with each individual, um, and in the community that you are surrounded by. Um, and we try to love other people, love our fellow brothers, like, and sisters and, um, and, and act out of a way, out of a place of hope, out of a place of love. You know, because if, 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 if our response is not perpetuating love, if all it is doing is perpetuating hate and perpetuating fighting, um, nothing good comes of that. No matter how angry we are and how hurt we are, um, you know, the, the, I mean, Martin Luther King Jr., like that was a good example of just, you know, and, and even with what he did, there's still so much left to do and so many things that we need to do to move forward. Right. And so. I think we as Asian Americans, I think there, there are these issues and things that will happen. There's going to be other problems that arise more and more. Um, but I do think that I'm very hopeful. I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, I believe in, um, the individuals that, um, are rising up, especially the young generation, you know, like there's a lot of, 
potential and opportunity for them to use these platforms and, um, and these new passionate, um, endeavors to, to provide hope in our, in our communities as well as to the rest of the communities around us and to be able to build together. And, um, so yeah, that, that, that really is it. Again, it's not like a, mm-hmm. a quick and easy fix. It's not a quick mm-hmm. and easy answer. Um, but I think, um, you know, I don't want to just write off and, and rattle off certain things that I think could be addressed because even some of those in these moments and with these particular situations are simple band-aids on bleeding wounds, right? So, uh, we need to take it, um, to a level where, you know, we just simplify too. you know, it's yeah. not about law. It's not about all these things. It's like, you know, it's just a simple premise of like trying to love and, mm-hmm. and see our fellow human being as, as, as a human being, you know? Yeah. Wow. What a a great way to end our conversation with a message of love and hope and really seeing each other as human beings. Jajin, this has been such a powerful, what a great moment, um, you know, to hear from you. Um, I can't wait to hear more from you or about you. Uh, Grammy nominations, you know, in the next year, you know, when you start working on the album. But, but beyond that, really, you know, it's being able to, to reach more people and connect, you know, build a community and, and really have that community where people are, you know, spreading love versus hate. So with that, my friend, thank you so much for gracing my podcast, for sharing your talent, wishing you all the best and please support Jay Jin. Thanks for being here on the show.